Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Hi friends, thanks for joining me today. In our last two podcasts, we've been speaking about the authority of the believer and we're going to continue talking about that today. In our last podcast, we looked at Luke chapter 1 when the angel Gabriel is sent to speak to Mary. And I want to pick up from that again today. And I just want to highlight the part actually that we ended off with last week. And that is Mary's response when the angel has finished speaking to her. And before we quote the, that amazing uh, faithful uh, response that Mary has, um, I want to put this to you. When do you think it was that the word of God to Mary was fulfilled? When do you think it was? Do you think it was when the angel appeared to her? I believe it was when Mary responded in faith to the word of God that the angel Gabriel had been sent to deliver. Now, let's put this in context of our lives. When do you think it is that the word of God is fulfilled in our lives? Well, as with Mary, I believe it's when we come into agreement with the word of God, when we come into agreement with the promise of God, and we respond in faith to the word that God has sent to us. Now, how did Mary respond? She responded by saying, May it be to me, Lord, according to your word. That's in Luke 1, 38. May it be to me, Lord, according to your word. And I want to call this moment a pivotal moment. Now, you know what it means when something pivots. It means a turning point. Something changes in that moment. And there are times in our life where we need change. We need God to usher in a new season, a new level of the blessing. We need to step into a greater level of the fullness of what God has planned and purposed for that. And I believe you know what I'm talking about. We need pivotal moments in our lives. How do those pivotal moments happen? Well, firstly, like Mary, we need to hear the word of God. And secondly, we need to respond to the word of God in faith. But Mary, friends, was not just a hearer only of the word. And neither should we be. We mustn't get trapped into thinking just because we've heard the word or we even know what it says, that it's enough. God is looking for a response from us, just like I believe the angel Gabriel was waiting for a response from Mary. How do I know that? Well, after this, it says, the angel Gabriel turned and left. Why did he turn and leave? I believe it's because he knew that at that point, his mission was fulfilled. That what had God that what God had sent him to do would be accomplished. 
when he heard Mary's faith response to the word that he had given, the promise of Jesus. Friends, when we come into agreement with the word of God in our lives and we come with a faith response, when faith rises up in our hearts and we express it through thanksgiving, through praise, through the faith proclamation or declaration that brings us into agreement with the word of God, we have a pivotal moment where God begins to do and to act on our behalf with the power of God. And it doesn't matter if we feel anything. It doesn't even matter if we can see anything happening. By faith, we know that it happens. And what I have in my heart for us to do today is more than for me to simply uh, preach or teach or minister the Word of God for you as you just sit or stand or wherever you are and, and, and just listen. I actually want to provide an opportunity for you guys to activate your faith and to step out and get out of a passive place and to begin to come into agreement with the Word of God, to exercise your faith. We've been speaking about the authority of the believer and the authority of the believer is when we come into agreement with the Word of God. When Mary came into agreement with the Word that the angel Gabriel had uh, brought to her, that's when she stepped into the place of authority. We come into agreement with the Word of God, we come into agreement with Jesus Himself, because Jesus is the Word made manifest. Jesus is the authority of God. So, when we begin in a few moments to speak out a word, and if you have your Bibles, I invite you, even as I continue speaking, you can uh, turn to your Bibles to Deuteronomy 28, and we're going to speak a powerful blessing out over our lives, over the lives of our families, over our future, over the work of our hands. But before we get into that, because I know um, that Satan is not happy about this, and the Bible says that he's like a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so I want to stop that, and I don't want to allow that to happen. And as we begin to speak it, I know the temptation is going to be for some of you to uh, disengage your faith and to disqualify yourselves by saying, well, I don't qualify. I'm, I'm not perfect. I have missed it. I have made mistakes. And I just want to deal with that before we go any further so that your faith will stay engaged all the way to the end. And I want to do that by reading for you from Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. It says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And we can all easily come into agreement with that. But here is the next amazing part. And it says, And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. So, you see, when we speak out in a few moments the blessing 
of um, Deuteronomy 28, it's easy for us to begin to think, well, I'm not perfect, especially because some of these blessings are conditional and we can begin to disqualify ourselves. But the thing is this, would you think that someone who is perfect could walk in the fullness of the blessing? Well, absolutely. Who was that perfect person? Well, Jesus is the fulfillment of the blessing of God made manifest. And guess what? God knew that you and I would never be perfect. And therefore, He made a way for each of us through Christ Jesus, by faith, to walk into the fullness of every blessing that He has planned for us as believers. <laughs> I hope that you are getting excited right now because you should be realizing that it's not based upon your performance. Jesus has already fulfilled every requirement of the law and we engage with the blessing of God and the favor of God through faith in Jesus. Amen. Romans chapter 6 and verse 11 says this, In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. You see, when we look at the word and how it applies to our lives, we cannot look at it through our dead, corrupt, sinful flesh. We're never going to get anywhere. We have to look at His Word and His promises from a place of being found in Christ Jesus as sons and daughters of God, forgiven, saved, and set free. And if you're a believer, if you have placed your faith and your hope and your trust in Jesus, and you're a son and daughter of God, then you, my friend, are in Christ Jesus. And when God looks at you, He sees the blood of Jesus said, shed on your behalf to set you free, to make you the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, some others of you, as we begin to get into Deuteronomy, you may begin to, in your mind, go, Ah, oh, Brett, uh, I know this, I've, I've heard this before, or maybe even I've tried this and you know, I've spoken it out, I've prayed it out, and it didn't seem to change. And I want to say to you today that it's not about what you know. Now, some of you are going to be going, uh, hang on a second, Brett, that doesn't make sense. Well, did you know that in 1 Corinthians 13, it says knowledge will pass away? You see, it's not by knowledge that you become saved. Yes, we have to know what the Word of God says, and we need to know what the will of God says. But you can't get saved through knowledge alone. So what creates that pivotal point where we move beyond simply the knowledge of God and we begin to walk with God? Well, Galatians 5.6 says, The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. The only thing that counts for you and I, friend, is our faith 
expressing itself through love. Expressing itself by acknowledging God's heart of love toward us. And our love for Him as we're so thankful to Him for everything that He has done for us. For everything that He is. Now I hope and I believe that as we begin to look at Deuteronomy 28 and we begin to engage our faith that you together with me are going to be in a rock solid place of knowing that this promise and these promises are for you. This blessing is for you today. But before we do that, I'm going to give an opportunity just so that you can be in a place of peace, knowing that you are solid with God and that you are ready to speak this prayer out. Lord Jesus, I thank you that we can come to you thanking you for your unconditional love for us. Thanking you for your grace, Lord Jesus, that it is through grace that we have been saved by faith. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died that our sins might be forgiven when we place our faith in you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that through you we have become the righteousness of God. Thank you for your great love. Thank you for your forgiveness. And Lord Jesus, we choose to activate and engage and express our faith in you, in your word, and in your promises right now. We choose to engage our faith and to come into agreement with what your word says for us as believers. Lord Jesus, I'm believing right now for my friends who are listening in together with me today, wherever they might be, whatever kind of week they might have had, whatever kind of of challenges or troubles they are facing, Lord, I am believing for a pivotal moment for them in the work of their hands, in all their relationships, in everything that they are, Lord. I'm believing for a pivotal moment, moments of breakthrough, Lord, in Jesus' name. So now, Lord, we choose to set our eyes on your word and to come into agreement with the wonderful promises contained in Deuteronomy 28. Friends, these words are for you. I'd love for you to just say that right now. Say, Lord, I thank you that these words are for me. These words are for my family. These words apply to the work of my hands. And you can speak these words out together with me. If you have your Bibles open, read them together with me, follow along. And I'd, I'd like to invite you to continue to do this consistently, um, maybe every day even, over the next while as the Lord leads you. Some of these words apply to uh, women specifically, and that's fine. I know you're intelligent people listening here, so <laughs> when it talks about the fruits of your womb, if that's something that is a desire of your heart, then great, believe for it. If it's not and it doesn't apply to you, <laughs> don't worry about it. Let's not get caught up in being silly about this, okay? So let's speak this out together now. 
Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all His commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruits of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock. The calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your baskets and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction but flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land He is giving you. The Lord will establish you as His holy people, as He promised on oath, if you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to Him. Then all the peoples on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground, in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season, and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail, if you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day, and carefully follow them. You will always be at the top, never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of the commands I give you today, to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. Lord, I thank you for these wonderful, great and precious promises contained in this passage. Father God, I thank you that these words apply equally to us today as the day that they were spoken, as the day they were first recorded. Father God, for those of us who feel like we may have set our feet on paths that they should not be on, Lord, today we choose to make right with you. Lord, we thank you that we can repent and set those other things aside and set our hearts on you again today. Lord, we choose to serve you fully. And friends, in the words of Joshua, contained in the book of Joshua 24 verse 15, we, like Joshua, can say, But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Let today be a day of renewing your commitment to God, renewing your love for God, setting your heart, setting your attention and your focus on Him, putting Him first and choosing to serve Him fully. When we do that, that is an honorable thing to do. We're honoring God and when we honor God, the Bible tells us 
that he will lift us up in due course. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? We don't have to try and lift ourselves up and make it happen. We can trust in God and honor him and God will make a way for us. And God will raise the valleys and flatten the mountains to create a firm path before our feet. Father God, I thank you for each and every person listening to this podcast today. I thank you that you are with them wherever they are at. You know each of them. You know their circumstances. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you stir up their faith and that you lead and guide them, that you grant them wisdom, Lord, to know what to do, Father God, in their lives. And you grant them the courage, Lord, to continue in faith and to speak your word and to come into agreement with what your word says for them, Father God, in Jesus' name. God bless you. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend?